And you're very welcome to Racing Only Better as we talk about Sunday. All about Sunday today, Curra and York. We have Irish 1000 Guineas Day at the Curra and we have the Skybet Series at York on Sunday afternoon. Delighted to be joined as always by my hotshot team of trio, Kevin Blake. How are we? Excellent, Hugo. I see you're all dressed up and ready to go with the Curra. As soon as I finish this podcast, I'll be getting ready myself to join you up there. Lovely stuff. All set and ready to go. Tony Calvin, you are all set and ready to rock and give us some hot price tips. Yeah. Good stuff. Enthusiastic as ever. <laughs> and yourself, Dan Barber, all good? <laughs> yeah, good luck at the sentencing, mate. I hope you get off lightly. Thank you very much, Your Honour. Your Honour, I am innocent as charged. Okay, let's kick on, That's The current is where we're going to start on Sunday. Uh, the Tattersall's Gold Cup is at 2.40 on the card. Um, some interesting runners here. We've got Lord North at 9-4 in the betting and State of Rest for Joseph O'Brien, the uh, globetrotter of equine ability at 3-1 to one here, Kev. You have Elencare 7-2 and it's how much you like by the rest. State of Rest, though, are you with or against? Hey, I'm with him, Hugh. Can't wait to see it. Um, great to have him back on home soil. The horse won't know what's going on. He's not jumping on a plane or a boat or something like that. His first run in Ireland in, um, in just under a year. And I can't wait to see him back. Um, I think looking at the forecast and everything else, I think we can, we can safely enough aim for the easy side of good. Um, look, it's great that there's a few English horses coming over. State of Rest is, is the highest rated horse in Ireland right now. Um, and he's got a proper one in Lord North and uh, Alan Keir, who we may not have seen the best of yet to take him on. Um, tactically, I'm hoping it'll be a, a straightforward race. Um, I know that this fella, as I, as I kept saying there after the Ghana, like this fella is just tough as nails. Um, I don't think that race really went perfectly for him at all. And he still got it out and won with a bit of authority. So if he gets a, a clean spin around here, I'm hoping he'll go and show himself to be one of the very best horses in Europe, Hugo. Currently available at three to one. Tony Calvin, do you agree? Uh, no, I think the sportsbook are going nine to four here, Lord North, and I think that's big. Um, I think he's more of a seven to four chance. I think he brings the best form to the table. Three time Group One winner, needed the run when uh, when beaten first time up, dead eaten in the uh, Dubai Turf last time. He probably wants a bit better ground, but I don't think it's going to be that bad, is it? I think you know he has got form on soft. Uh, so I think, yeah, if he brings his A game, I think Lord North will be very hard to beat. And what nine to four is very fair. So a rare favourite tip for me, Lord North at nine to four. It is a rare gem at nine to four, which it should be seven to four. What about you, Dan? Are you with or against the five here? I'm, I'm not massively strong either way, but I do prefer Lord North of the pair. I think he's, I mean, that turn of foot that he's got, I just think it's really well suited to a track like this. I could see him stalking and pouncing late. It'd be a weakish view, but he's the horse I'd be more behind than, oh, than the Globetrotter. Little face. Now, there's a challenge for the listeners. I had a fella get on to me after the Gane that reckons this is the, the first horse in the history of the thoroughbred breed to win three consecutive Group 1s in three different continents. If someone Must can uh, contradict me, that, that'd be great. Really? That's that's quite standard. Right? Yeah, fantastic. If, that's, if that is the case, then. Um, okay, great stuff, gents. We'll move on to our uh, second race at the current. We're going to talk about the 310 um, is the Landraid Stud Stakes here. And Tony Calvin can kick us off here on, on your view, if you don't mind. So um, we have the likes of uh, Twilight Spinner here. Again, for Joseph Ryan, Thunder Beauty, which Ryan Moore is going to take the ride. I don't know if he mentioned to you in his column and um, what kind of chance do you think um, he has? Emphatic answer also in there. Theodore as well, Wade Norton on board for Aiden O'Brien. Have you a strong view on this, Tony? Um, I prefer, the, of the two form horses, I prefer um, 
pearls galore to uh, Twilight Spinner. Um, form form of that uh, win last time has been frank since. Uh, but I, I was I was chatting to Ryan a, a, about Thunder Beauty, and um, obviously the way we work, I, I do I do a, a lot of the prep, and then we just go back and forth and go back and have a look at that Thunder Beauty run at Lingfield last time. She should have gone very close to winning there. She has got a fair bit to find with the form horses, but she was a good two-year-old with, with Ken Condon. Um, one, one, at the, one at the track on, on debut and finished a good fifth in the Moyglare. So I think she got, has got a fair bit to uh, find, but I think Thunder Beauty could, could shake up the form horses. So I'll be looking to maybe take a, take a chance, uh, like I said, against the front pair. Thunder Beauty. Okay, so what about for, for Twilight Spinner then? One of the two form horses Tony mentioned, Kev. Yeah, oh, look, I, I'm very sweet in this filly. Um, very sweet on her. Like she, she was bought because the the, the thought was she could be a Group One filly. Um, Joseph took her time with her, and um, you know, trained her last season with a view to this season. And the step forward she took from from first start to second this season was brilliant. Um, stepping up to seven, she kind of powered through the line there. Um, it wasn't maybe a strong group three, but she won it by a long way and she was powering through the line. Um, she steps up to a mile here. I think she'll get it. Um, uh, the, the view is it's kind of important to find out now whether she gets it or not because it'll, it'll shape the rest of her season. I think she'll get it. You know, her trademark has been, be, you know, always been powerful in the final furlough. And um, look, she has a good one to beat in Pearls Galore, who brings, you know, group one form. She was just touched off in the matron last year. Um, as Tony says, really good reappearance. Um, you know, smashing a horse that came out and won a group three next time. So she sets the bar. But okay. Twilight Spinner has only had six starts. She seems to be improving all the time. And the ease in the ground will suit her really well. And I'm hoping she'll go and beat her. Lovely. Two strong pokes for Joseph's two that we've talked about there. What about... Um Okay, we'll leave it up. We'll move on to the uh, 1,000 guineas then, if you don't mind, the 345, gentlemen, because it's obviously the feature of the current on the day. I have been blowing the horn of homeless songs since I saw her win on the first race of the season for Dermot Weld here. I'm still with her, even at 7-2. to two. I think the pricing's wrong here. Tuesday's 9-4 to four favourite, 7-2 to two, uh, for homeless songs for Dermot Weld. And Dan, you can kick us off here. I'm uh, a long-time proponent of homeless songs. I think she wins this race. Do you disagree? Don't dare. I don't disagree, no. Um... I mean, Cachet has given the Guineas form a boost. Well, she's given it some solidity, hasn't she? She's been out a couple of weeks later and run really well in France. But I still don't think it was a vintage 1000. And for all Tuesday she ate well, I still can't get what Homeless Songs did out of my head, really. There was a there was like a period of about 100 yards, wasn't there, where she went from the rear of the field sure. to the front. Yeah. It was a proper whoosh moment. And yeah. The concern is she didn't kick on last year, but I just hope, and at the price, I think it, it takes into account the doubts anyway, that she's going to hold things together because that burst of pace that she showed, and she's a Frankel as well, so I don't think the trip will be an issue going up to a mile. I think her turn of foot will be lethal. And 7-2 as well. She's an each-way price, four plays in the Betfair Sportsbook. If you're so inclined, Tony Calvin, to back a 7-2 shot each way, which I am in this case, just as a bit of insurance in case something goes horribly wrong, but she goes and wins for me. Don't disagree or I'll beat you. Um, <laughs> I've got nothing backing a, a, a you know a seventy-two chance each way. We get the extra places, so yeah, I wouldn't put you off. But it's a very deep race, isn't it? Um, I went through it, and there's about five or six that you could easily put uh, a decent case to. The most interesting is probably Purple Pay. You know, having moved from Cedric Rossi to William Haggish, you'd think uh, 
Haggis could uh, improve uh, that that kind of uh, animal, and he had Group One. She had Group One form last year, albeit a sun clue on the back end. So yeah, maybe Purple Pay ten to one, four places. But to be honest with you, I'm, I'm probably leaning towards not having a bet in the race because I, like I said, even with the extra place, yeah. there were so many candidates to to hit the frame. Okay, what about you, Kev? Then are you with me on Homer songs, or do you like? something else in the one I, I, I can see why you like homeless songs though very impressive debut very impressive kind of a carbon copy performance last time um but she did have a couple of like minor blobs in between and i, I just uh, i want to see her put two runs together and at the price she is in as tc says like this is like this is highly competitive like you've any number of uh, potential improvers here. Um, I give a word for Hermana Estrella, trained locally here by Fozzie Stack. There's been, there's been a few locals going around whistling her name now in the last few weeks. She's seemingly working very well. Um, won a Group 3 on debut, and we haven't seen her since uh, just, just a, a year ago. Um, but the one I like at the prices, um, I'd make a case for history. Um, another one of Aiden's. I'd say Ryan had a nightmare now sorting through these because there's a bunch of nice fillies here and um, I know it's hard to turn away from classic form with shoes there, but this history was, was very good, I thought. Um, winning the Guineas trial at Leopardstown. Not many of Aiden's three-year-olds have been you know, winning trials first, first run back. And I think this filly had had a little hold up at some stage. So the fact she was able to go and do that um, was impressive um, from earlier in the spring. You know, at those media days, you know, you, you'd see the old cliche, Glinton Aiden's eye talking about her. Um, I'd expect a, a good step up from her now, first run to second. And, um, you know, she beat a Garter, albeit a Garter was carrying a penalty. And I think that form puts her bang in the mix. So it could okay. be one for Shamie Heffernan, possibly. Okay, good stuff. History for Kev. Nice widespread of opinions there. But as I said, Hummus on wings. And everybody just lump on. 420 on the card at the current is the Irish Stallion Farms EBF handicap. Wide open contest. Uh, this one and I mean that sincerely because the prices are all about six furlongs as well Rough Diamond at the top of the market alongside Midnight Fire at 13 to 2 can't separate them at the time of recording which is Friday at midday additional for Colin Keane 7 to 1 Shelley Banks 8 to 1 it's 11 to 1 bar right Tony Calvin nice wide open handicap here to get stuck into surely you've given us a big price tip here I've even had a bet already oh uh, last year's winner for Hoyan um, back back that at twenty two earlier on. In fact, there's there's some thirty threes knock around in the yeah. market. Bit inaccessible for me though. But yeah, I mean, if you can get the thirty threes or 20, 21 upwards, is is a very good price. I thought it'd be a bit shorter. Won this race just off a three pound lower mark by two and a half lengths last year. Um, been running well this year. Crucially, it's been running without blinkers. Now, the the horse won this race in blinkers last year. All best forms come with the headgear on. I think this is this is the plot. And like I said, it's, it's coming back to this race on a really good mark with the headgear back on. A uh, bit of ease in the ground will be absolutely perfect for it. So for, for Hoyen, uh, is uh, is the bet I've had in the race already. So yeah. Ahoy, ahoy. Ahoy, ahoy. <laughs> ahoy, sailor. Good stuff. Yeah, nice big old price. Well, as I said, some 33 is knocking around, but uh, a decent each way stab if you're so inclined. Right, Kev, who do you like? Not a strong view here, Hugh, but um, I thought um, Eros and Psyche, uh, <coughs> if, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, yeah. I'm probably not. Yeah. Uh, interesting train. Eros, which... it's the god of love, I think. Eros, yeah. well, yeah, I wouldn't know much about that, so there you go. Oh, um, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, interesting trainer switch from, from Kieran Cotter to uh, Paddy Toomey. 
And um, look, we know Paddy doesn't mess about, like his strike rate tells you that. Um, this horse will be ready to rumble, um, you know, five pounds lower than peak mark, um, yeah. I think should stay um, the six furlongs, you could say, as of yet unproven at it. But yeah, I think, I think he's a very interesting trainer swap. And uh, I found, thought he was interesting in a wide open race. Wide open it is too. And Daniel, last word to you, please. In this handicap. I'm going big too. I think I've got the pace low, more low on a cursory pace map. Um, and I'm going with a horse that's going to be weighted with stall three. Laugh a minute. Um, won a higher grade race than this over course and distance earlier in the campaign. Last two runs haven't been so good, but the market hasn't really spoken for him. I wonder if this might have been the plan back here. Um, good pace to chase. Obviously thrives in these big field handicaps. And I think six furlongs is more his trip than the seven he ran over last time. Laugh a minute, what this podcast is all about. Good stuff, lads. That's the current done and dusted. We move on to York for the Skybet series on Sunday. The 3.30 is the first we're going to talk about there. Six places paid on the Betfair Sportsbook for the Apprentice Handicap at 3.30 on your card. So six places, nice each-way race. Um, Kehava is your 9-2 to two favourite at the time of recording. You've got Pride of Priory at 15-2. to two. Charging Thunder 10-1. to one. It's 12-1 to one for Enthused. And it's 14 to 1 uh, bar. Don't forget uh, El Picador as well, 7 to 1. And I, I neglected Happy as well in there at 9 to 1 as well. So, right, um, kick us off, please, Daniel. Um, Skybet's Sunday series, uh, Apprentice Handicap, six places here. So, nice wide open one. Who do you like? Yeah, I do. I do like this race. I think, I think it's really competitive. Casey to have made for loads. Um, Kiavar and El Picador ran against each other at York, but it is worth having a scan back at that race because. Kiavar ended up running out a decisive winner after working for Room. But El Picador, who all of a sudden, I don't know where it's come from, looks better than ever for Keith Dalglish. Won at Musselburgh two starts ago. Just got one of the worst runs through you'll ever see. Was stuck on the rail near side most of the way. Got out and I thought, one of those where they get out and you think, right, go and do it now. Go and close. Show that you were maybe a bit unlucky. And he definitely did close. He finished with a fair bit of running left in him. I found it a tough call between him and White Willow, who's an improver who I think will really benefit from a galloping track. The sevens of the pair, I'll probably bat them both. Okay, good stuff. And as I say, six places there. Millions, hopefully, if you're not too far wrong, they should at least make some kind of return on your investment. Tony Calvin, who do you like? Uh, I really like House of Black in here. 16 to 1, six places um, each way. In really good form. Uh, Ran well on both course starts. Only got beaten uh, by nose off a mark of 82 here last summer. Now off a mark of 81. Um, ran into uh, a subsequent winner last time. Is now rated £5 higher. Hasn't been raised for that run last time. Everything is in his favour there. Six places, 16 to 1, is a very, very good bet. How's a black? How's a black each way for Tony? Six places, 16 to 1. Kevin Blake, last word to you on this race. Um, I'm going to go for the one that Dan mentioned there as one of his two, White Willow. Um, she's an interesting filly. I remember seeing her at the sales actually when she was um, when she was unraced. Um, she was dispersed by Judmont and uh, our pal Freddie Talicki actually bought her and she, she's proven to be a, a right good buy now because Richard Fahey's doing a great job with her. Um, as one too. Um, I like the style of her win at Thirst last time. She came from probably a little bit further back than ideal. Um, and it still looked a bit kind of raw to me. So I, I think there's more to come from her. Um, big, massive feel like this where they go a gallop will, will suit her, I think. And okay. I mean, I think, I think there's more in her. Two strong shades, 13-2 to two for White Willow. Um, um, 
our opening race at York for 3.30. Okay, the four o'clock then is the Skybet Sunday Series EBF Novice Stakes here. It's a short field, beautiful sunrise. Oh! Short field once again. <laughs> <laughs> Richard! Uh, Wall Bank is your seven to four on favourite here. So then you've got beautiful sunrise 10 to <laughs> three. Spout this shit on RTE. <laughs> Trying to get rid of me. They're trying to get rid of me at the moment, DC. Uh, 30 to 2, <laughs> Professor Pesca at Minnesota Lad. Kevin, it's a, it's a forerunner field here. It's the favorite wins, right? For, just keep it short, lads. 7 to 4 on. You, you won't go you set it again. Move on. Move on. Move on. Yeah. No, okay. uh, in fairness, this wall bank, he, 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 you know, there's a huge price of the breeze ups there, 525 grand only about a month ago. And um, yeah, I think that that maiden at Asket that um, he finished second in. I'd say that was one of the strongest maidens in the UK so far. That yeah. noble style is a bit of a rocket. I'd say he, he's a proper right Asket two-year-old. And um, and this fella cleared away from the rest, including um, Redemption Time, who had the benefit of a run going in. So like that sets a high, high bar. If one of the others can come up to that, good luck to them. They're a right Asket horse all over, but uh, I suspect they won't be up to it. Yeah. Anybody anybody think that Walbank won't win this race before we move on? Nope. Nope. No, okay, there you go. That's it. Uh, I don't know. Four to seven is your type of price, but uh, that won't be four to seven. That I bet. I bet that goes off short. Two to five. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Okay, gents. We move on to the four thirty-five. It's the Skybet Sunday Series uh, Dash handicap. So again, uh, only fast horses need to apply. Six furlongs here. Six places once again being played. Tony Calvin yeah. on the Betfair Sportsbook. So it's a nice each way race here. Who have you come down on, please? Well, I first looked at that York car this morning. I thought I'm not going to have many bets here, but then the Betfair Sportsbook just opened up 20 to 1 Matisse. Mm. Absolutely huge. Um, we, talk, we always talk about the handicappers having, a, having a, a brain freeze, don't they, with dropping these horses very quickly. This horse has been dropped £11 for three runs this season. Yeah. Um, and I can't work out why. We had put, ran all right over five furlongs last time here last week. They dropped it another three pounds. So he's dropped 11 pounds in three starts this season. Go and the step up to six furlongs is going to suit him. Go back and have a look. He's a lightly race horse. Go back and have a look. It is um, his second over course and distance last, last season. He split the, the new uh, the guinea six, Lou Hale, and the horse behind him was a subsequent grade one winner. And now he's racing off here off a mark of 74, first time cheap pieces, back to his best trip. It's, it's, it's just a ludicrous piece of handicapping. 20 to 1, six places, bang, yes. Yeah. Okay, beautiful. Matisse, strong shout then from Tony Calvin. Yourself, Dan Barber, dash handicap. Well, forgive me for repeating myself if you'd listened to Thursday's pod for Saturday, but that pace thing at York during the Dante meeting, something yeah. I wanted to bring up again. I mean, it was a case of catch me if you can, and some couldn't cope with it, but I've, I can't help but be with just call me Pete. I mean, he was so unlucky at Ascot. He's gone a five to two to win the Ascot handicap. The horses that he'd bit, he was second to. I think he split two at Windsor. He was runner up. He was drawn in the car park. Didn't get the run of things. Went like the best horse in the in the race. The the winner and third from that day then finished first and second in the Ascot handicap. They just called me Pete ran in and just called me Pete should have beaten them. He couldn't ever get a run. He finished pretty much on the bridle. This is on this for me is definitely a 90-ish horse, at least running off 77. I think it's a matter of time before he proves it. And I think he's that well handicapped that I'm happy to assuage those doubts about whether he's going to get the run of the race because Costello tends to hold on to him and deliver him late. But 
I just think he's a really, really well handicapped horse who's a winner in waiting. Excellent. Okay, brilliant, lads. The five past five then. Once again, five places here on the sports book. It's the mile handicap. Uh, so the Sunday series five at mile handicap. And um, Dan, you can kick us off here. Um, you know, again, five places here. So it's just really tempting you in for, for an each way selection here. If you fancy something at a bigger price, do you? Uh, yeah, I do actually. Now I'll get the negatives out of the way. Roger Fellow hasn't had a winner for a month, and I think it includes oh. 50, I think it includes fifty runners in total. A few have been placed, but Latrinidad is a real York specialist, and I thought he blatantly needed the run when he ran there um, last week. He he was moved out to make a challenge about two furlongs out from rear, and you thought, well, he he's going to quicken through and and have a real say in this. It just flattened out. I thought he blatantly needed it. He didn't come good until third time back last season, but he definitely ran better second time back than on his reappearance. So I'm expecting a similar step forward. He's got form in better races. That reappearance was in a higher grade of race. Uh, Lion Tower was in that. A couple of them reapposed. He's got that on a session and Cruyff turn form line that's quite key to this. But I thought the overpriced one might be him with a run behind him. La Trinidad, uh, to Bay, go and win. Eleven to one, lads. Eleven to one at the time recording. Uh, eleven to one at the time recording. Uh, what about you, GC? Um, how do you see this race? Um, no strong opinion. Um, Orban is is a horse I occasionally dip in and out of, and he's down to his lowest mark, eight to seven, uh, on his best track, on his best trip. And um, no, I'm not going to put him up, but uh, I, I might chuck a few quid at Orban, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to stick him up here because. He has been very disappointed. The handicap market does respect that. Okay, good stuff then. We move on to the 535. It is the Skybet Sunday Series. Sprint handicap, six places on offer here each way in the sports book. Kevin, you can kick us off here. So um, at the front of the market at the time recording, you've got um, the likes of Dakota Gold in there at 6-1, to 13-2 Pendleton, 8-1 to uh, Aberama Gold, and so on down the list here. Um, what do you fancy, please, Kevin, the uh, uh-huh. sprint handicap? Pendleton always, always reminds us of that wonderful Betfair backed uh, campaign for Victoria Pendleton. Oh, yeah, what, yeah, what a journey yeah. that was. I, I, I loved that. that. I thought that yeah. was brilliant. Yeah. Um, but we, we digress. I, I, I'm going with the other one you mentioned, Dakota Gold, who's, who's a fabulous horse. Um, went on a downgrade a small bit last season, but showed that he retains plenty um, when winning here um, over course of distance last time. As Dan briefly mentioned, pace is holding up really well. Um, at York the, the last time we saw racing there and I don't know if he'll, if he'll quite get to the front but he'll be bang there if he's not on front and a four pound higher mark I don't think would be beyond him so yeah I thought about Dakota Gold for me great horse six to one six places in the sprint handicap yourself Tony Calvin already had a bet in the race about 18 to one um, I'm either going to love or hate this uh, Sunday series by the end of uh, the Sabbath um, yeah I mean uh, the angle here is left Mick Shannon, gone to Mark Lockname. They've gone to the trouble for booking uh, De La Sayette, claiming five. Very well handicapped horse. Uh, first time out last season, finished second off 99. Now back to 89. I think the stable switch will improve him. Um, he's got a low going for him. Yeah, I, I think with the extra places, again, big double figure price. Yeah, very much like Barbiel. Okay, 16 to 1 at the time recording. Uh, your final word to you on the sprint handicap, Dan. Who do you like? Uh, well, it's a bit of a rerun of last week's, isn't it? Old Dakota Gold made it, what was it? Course yeah. win number six. Blasted yeah. from the front, didn't come back. If there's any one of those that finished behind him, I thought might have a chance, was Mr. Wagyu, who might just have needed those first two runs back. But 
I think sneaking at the bottom there, Tony makes a good case for Barbil. It's obviously it's shit or bust, as they say. But if he does come back first time out, I mean, he could make that mark look silly. Yeah. Okay, excellent. Sorry, Barbil. I don't know if I cut out there. Barbell. Yeah, no, you did. Yeah, Barbell. Yeah, I mentioned 16 to 1 to see. Yeah, um, six places each way. From the sprinters to the stairs. Yeah. Then, Tony often cuts out from the Barbell comes, eh? Hey. Yeah, <laughs> You're having a laugh. <laughs> and you're, <laughs> it's a deep, deep dive. Um, right, from the sprinters to the stairs. Your arms. Each way. That arced him. Five past six on the card. The stairs handicap. Five places on offer here. Uh, gentlemen. <laughs> and uh, at the top of the market at the time of recording, at five to one, super super jack there. Um, you've got Emirati Hero eleven to two, uh, evaluation seven to one, and um, fifteen to two. Phoenix Aquilus. So uh, you can kick us off here, please, Kevin. On the stairs, two miles. Plus, how do you uh, see this one? Oh God! Um, actually, I'm out of this one, Hugh. It's the last okay. time back in. Sorry, apologies. Yeah. Got my order. All right. Okay, Dan, give us your stairs fancy. Yeah, uh, is this five or six places? Not that it really matters five, because five places. Yeah, five. five. I mean, Emirati Hero is an each way bet to nothing in this race. I thought he was unlucky at Hamilton. Um, he ran in that Sunday series race. You mentioned Gubinator, so he'll have he's running on Saturday. We did him in yesterday's pod, so he'll be appointed to Emirati Hero from their Haydock form last season. But he could never quite get into the clear when he wanted to. And there was a theme on the round track at Hamilton in that first Sunday series where the winners were sort of coming with an unimpeded run right down the outside and he couldn't get an unimpeded run. He was short of room briefly, but he's he's back up to two miles. I think that promises to suit him. I, I really struggle to see him for a yard that's really starting to fire again now, not being banged there. I mean, Super Super Jack's the obvious favourite. He's improving and he idles yeah. in front, but I can't have Emirati Hero out of the frame. Okay, well, he's an each way price and there are five bases each way. So there you go. If he's not out of the frame, you get your money back at the very least. Tony Calvin in the stairs. I Emirati hero. I've, I didn't, okay. I think he probably wants a much better ground. I think he's going to be on the easy side of good uh, by, by Sunday. So that might not be ideal for Emirati. But Indianapolis is down to a mark of 76. I might give him a spin for a couple of quid, but no serious bet or tip for me in that race. It's a very, very tricky race. But mighty Milton Harris might win. Okay. With a, with a horse that Dan mentioned. That brings well, us to Belinda Carolina, don't you know? Hey? Uh, you and Belinda, yeah. you and Belinda, you're obsessed with Belinda Carolina. Obsessed with Unbelievable. <laughs> I right. don't even know who she is, to be brutally honest. <laughs> I, I think what's more likely, he just I had mean, a few runners at the racetrack, didn't he? <laughs> it's something that's said every time Milton Harris is mentioned. Yeah. I literally, and he had drinks like, with Carrie Grant. I pick her out of a lineup of three. I've sent no you a few songs. I've sent you a few songs and get stuck in there. Right, the last race, Tony, you can take the last race. The 640 is the uh, Sunday Series Phillies handicap here. At the top of the market is Espresso, or as the Americans like to say, Expresso, but there's no X in there. Learn the word properly, say it properly. Mid Heaven, five to one. Random Harvest, four to one. You've got Heredia at six to one. And uh, Zim Baby, seven to one at the top of the market. Who do you like in the Phillies handicap? TC, is it Expresso for you? No. Um, Celtic Impress. Celtic Impress. This RTE show is going to be fun today. Yeah, Celtic Impress has gone up four pounds for Newmarket, but I thought uh, she did it quite well there. That was on quick ground, easier ground is no problem whatsoever. So, yeah, I thought it's a little bit obvious, but yeah, that would be the one I'm leaning to. But again, probably won't be a bet for me. But uh, if you're looking for a, a little ticket in the race, maybe that's the one. Excellent. Okay, lads, well done. That's every race covered on. I, I've got one for you in the last two. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I like Mid Heaven. 
Um, okay. I know the family really well. I've been watching this filly all along and um, really liked her handicap debut with Chelmsford last time. I'd say knowing them, um, getting on turf with a bit of an ease in it um, should really suit her. And um, she got four pounds for her trouble now. I'm finishing second to your horse, Hugh Expresso. Um, so, so I'm hoping uh, Mid Heaven can step up from that and, and there you go and win. Excellent. Okay, for Kev then. Nice one at, uh, what, five to one at the time of recording. Right, gents, well done. Uh, your naps for the Sunday then, if you don't mind. Um, so I'll kick things off here. You know my nap. It's going to be in the 1,000 guineas. It is my darling homeless songs to do the business and restore my faith in my ability to tip flat winners. Tony Calvin, your nap for Sunday, please. Oh, so many. How's a Black, Batiste, Barbill, Bahoyan. I'm going to go with Barbill. Barbell, uh, you good see. stuff. You're not pleased, Kevin Blake. I'm going to go for Twilight Spinner at the Curra Hugo win only. Twilight Spinner, you like that filly, as you already said. Oh, spinner. Don't take notice of this, lads. Right down, Twilight Spinner. And last but not least, Dan Barber, you're not pleased. Oh, well, Emirati here. I'm so close to going with him, but I'm going to go for something at a bigger price, and I'm going to go for Just Call Me Pete. That said, I don't think the sevens will still be there. Hey, mate. Okay. Okay. Um, that's about our lot for today. Enjoy. Um, wait in to come on Monday, by the way. Enjoy the weekend's racing at Sunday at the Curra. And best of luck if you are having a bet. Gamble responsibly as always. We're back with the crew. Wait in on Monday morning. Until then, enjoy Sunday. <laughs>